0: You? <music> afternoon tucson how you doing this is chief in chief circle and uh welcome to another episode i haven't done one of these in a long time so it's uh kind of interesting um good day to do one uh first of all it's my birthday yeah yay me i made it another trip around the sun and it's also uh a day that uh tommy lloyd is hired as a as Arizona men's basketball coach. So that's good. Uh, Good thing for them. And as I told you guys from the beginning, it was him. Uh, There was no other candidate. Yes, they interviewed. Yes, they had to interview. But there was a bargaining agreement. There was a bargaining tool problem between Robbins and and Lloyd's uh, agent. And uh, they got it worked out finally. There was some last-minute kinks I heard from... His family, um, that they wanted to make sure and get everything squared away. I believe his son is playing uh, basketball for GCU. Is that true? I don't know. I, I, I think it is. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, all the signs pointed toward Tommy Lloyd. Um, Robbins gets his guy. Notice we don't say hiki. um There's reasons for that, and you all know why. And of course I'm the one who told you that. So, you know, it, it it's it's just elementary. Uh but hey, so we got Robin's got his guy, and uh little excited on this one. You know, uh it's a new era of Wildcat basketball, and I'm I'm gonna get tickets. Um I'm. I'm really. I know it's going to be an uphill struggle for Tommy Lloyd in the beginning. I hope he picks a really good staff. I'd like for him to keep Jason Terry on the staff. That would be nice. Um, But all in all, I think it's a good hire, and I'm excited. I really am. I can't lie to you. I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not the biggest basketball guy. Haven't been for years. Um used to play it here and there. I know basketball, but it's just like I don't follow it as much as I do football. So, I catch a rap with dipping my myself jumping into the uh Arizona basketball pool and uh people smack me around every once in a while. But hey, um you know, the Sean Miller Sean Miller era is done. We don't have to worry about it anymore and uh here we go into the Tommy Lloyd era. So exciting for Wildcat fans. Um so that's wildcat basketball uh women's basketball gosh what a run huh that was fun to watch i was really excited about the whole thing and they played so well against yukon and and then in that uh you know final with that game with stanford stanford just the bigs just shut them down and stop that inside and you know when you're not making your layups you're not going to win the game, but I'll tell you what, what a run. Um, I'm just so excited for, you know, the program and, and the direction that it's going and and the, the direction that Barnes is going to take it. So that's really fun. Very exciting. Um, so, you know, those are two programs, you know, one's got to dig out of the trenches, but the other one's rolling. So that's exciting for Wildcat fans. So, you know, you have some positivity in uh, in in arizona uh, University of arizona athletics there 's a little bit of positivity. Never mind the two boobs that are in charge, but you know you got some positivity heading heading your way. I mean you know a lot of people took the Miller firing hard and, and i I understand from your perspective if you 're so scared and and you're afraid that arizona is not going to be able to pick up where where miller left off but um you know and i'm not going to get into the miller stuff because you all know i don't like him i I couldn't stand the guy and i'm glad he's gone i'm not going to rub it in any longer um you know but you know it's it's time to move on and uh and i think uh i think it's a good good thing for arizona so we got things positive that are moving Um, and you know, I, I just, um, I'm excited for Arizona for fans, for the, for the school and, and, and all that, you know, hopefully softball kicks up, baseball kicks up, you know, but up and golf and all around, I mean, the athletic department, it's, it's on the up. So we can't say that it's, it's, it's trending down. It's actually trending up. Um, then we got Arizona football. As you all know, that I haven't been too happy. Um, went to the, you know, quite a few practices in the beginning, and um, you know, I, I wasn't happy with the quarterback play. I wasn't happy with the promises made. Um, I wasn't happy how they treated some of the quarterbacks on on the roster. Uh, Jed Fish was not an honest broker. He reminded me of a snake oil salesman, and you all know what I feel about that. Uh, I'm not happy about what he's uh, ushered in to his uh, short tenure, but um, I'm not cool with it. I, I I don't dig liars. I I just don't, and I never will. So I'm not going to be I'm not going to be good with liars. I'm not into it. It's it's. It's not my thing and in, in football, I want honesty I mean I want honesty in all sports and 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 in all life and everything. honesty is the best policy, but where Jed fish went wrong was he had a plan and and I understand that you got to have a plan coming into a new job, but you know it's probably pretty a pretty good idea to kind of let the players know and you know don't bullshit don't don't bullshit the players and say that you had an open competition when you didn't you did not have an open competition i i will always hold that against jed fish no matter if he wins a rose bowl no matter if he wins an natty championship no matter if he what he does wins the south pac-12 championship doesn't matter I will always hold that against him because that's that to me is a is a you know uh a fly in the ointment. It's it's a it's a problem and you can't come into a situation and be Mr. Optics and then kind of throw a lie in there. First of all, I I honestly don't think he wanted to have open open uh well he didn't want to have an open competition that was for sure but he also didn't want to have open practices I I think he was getting forced he felt his hand getting forced because it was something that he promised and he didn't want to have to go back on a promise but you know he still went back on the quarterback promise so you know it wasn't an open uh, competition uh, and and it's a sad situation Um, but you know Life goes on right um, and because of it we're gonna we're gonna see some transfers out of here um, you know Kevin Doyle has you know s- stayed on campus and been the loyal guy and uh tried to make it work, tried to get noticed you know done what did whatever he could, and it just wasn't in the cards for both the um, uh, Sumlin regime and now the fish regime and you know when you when you're a quarterback and you come from a winning tradition and a winning program and you come across to you know the other side of the states uh sometimes you just don't fit in those plans and especially if the plans are made above the head coaches. Uh, well, I can't say head coaches, plural, head coach, and that was Sumlin, as you all know about Gunnell. But, I mean, on the other hand, you have Fish that had a plan. And his thing is, his Fish is very into optics. That's what his thing is, is is how things look, how th- how he's going to make things pretty and look pretty so that he can get an interview for an NFL head head coaching position. That's what he wants. So... Jed Fish is all about getting into a situation and, and sh- making things shiny. Um, social media hound, you know, which is, which is a good thing in this day and age, obviously. I mean, you got to have coaches that know how to work social media with Twitter. I mean, Facebook's not as important, but especially like a Twitter, you know, uh, you you got to get on there and you've you got to, you know, get the recruits involved and 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 the, and the fans you know i mean sure it's important i understand it but when you start making hires to make the fans happy and you make you make uh personnel decisions to make the fans happy that's kind of where you lose me because i'm all about i don't care who in the hell plays as long as it's the best player on the team like in every position right you got 22 different positions just on offense and defense. And you got your kicker and your punter, your long snapper, you know. I want all of them, every single starting position to be the best player on that on that field in their position. And uh, you know, you can't dig yourself out of a situation of zero and twelve, and a losing program, unless you put the best players possible on there to give you the best chance to win on Saturdays. Because if you don't do that, you're you're not going to be here. You're not you're not going to be you're not going to be here long, and you're not going to get to do what you want. You're not going to get that NFL head coaching position. Not even going to get an offensive coordinator position. I mean, if if Jed Fish shits the bed at Arizona in the first two seasons. He's in trouble because then it's like, okay, I'm going to have to stay longer than I anticipated. I'm going to have to dig in really damn quick and do things the right way. Now, not the wrong way, not the, not, not the optics way, the right way at that time. And here's the thing. And, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to toot my own horn here, but you all know, and you've all heard me ad nauseum for years. You've got to hit the ground running at Arizona football. You, when you get hired, you have to jump in and immediately get your things done. You, you, you can't sit around. Your plan has to be almost flawless. <laughs> because the minute that you get in there and just like Rich Rodriguez and ride Stoops Seniors... And 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 hope that you have that winning, you have that two year winning window because you have a good offensive line that was already recruited for you, and you have some good other set pieces and skill positions. You're sitting there right then and there, going, "Okay, we got it. You know, we all we have to do is ride this for two years, get an extended contract, and then hey, I could I just cruise into you know into into." You know, low gear. But the problem is, is that what Rich Rod didn't didn't foresee is that his recruiting was going to kill him. So, recruiting at Arizona, if you don't start doing it right away in the first day that you're there, it gets. You have to understand. There's a talent level that has to be reached to be competitive in the Pac-12. Okay, at a Power Five college, you have to have, especially at Arizona, you have to have the recruiting up to a certain level, okay? It's been dipping below that level for years now. Stoops was the only one that was able to get it above that level for, that level for a certain amount of time. Now, Stoops, you know, that's it. That, that was a last head coach that got that recruiting level up above that dip, up above that, that margin, and the margin is higher than most schools because Arizona, for some reason, fights itself in recruiting. There's no serious plan. There's, there's hey, we're just going to throw offers out there. There's, there's head coaches that come in and say, I'm going to throw only a few offers. There's head coaches that say, I'm going to throw a lot of offers. There's head coaches that say, you know I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go with the flow and see what happens. And the thing is, is that you have to have a plan. You have to act like you've been there before. That's the really, really important. Um, You have to really try to establish uh, relationships with schools that have good players. Um, You know, you have to get your assistants on the same page quickly. Everyone has to be on the same page. And the head coach is the guy who signs off on everything. So... When when there's a recruit, and uh, you know, hey, the the assistant coach comes over, hey, hey, associate coach, hey, uh, hey, coach, uh, I got this guy, and I want to offer him. I think he's interested. I think he'll take the bite. Let's see. You know, what do you think? Head coach looks at you know, reviews the film, looks at everything, and says, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go, yeah, yeah, man, go ahead, do it. You you want guys, assistant coaches that you can trust around you that have the same game plan. But to do that, in order to do that, you have to have recruiting meetings. I mean, you have to sit there and put your heads together, all together, and say, okay, we have to have a recruiting plan, which means the talent level here at Arizona, we can't go by stars, okay, um, because... You'd want the talent level to be five stars, you know, four stars at least. But you have to go with your recruiting eye at Arizona. You could throw, to, you could throw all the offers you want to the fours and fives. You can throw the offers to the high threes, all you want. But they're going to have to have a reason to come to your school. And, you know, a lot of it starts with winning. And we all know that. You know, it's, it's tough to recruit when you're losing. It really is. Unless you got, unless you're getting guys that just want to come in and your, your recruiting pitch, which has been the recruiting pitch pitch for Arizona for the last, what hell 10 years is, Hey, you know, you come in right now as a freshman, you got a chance to start. You got a chance to play. Okay. As a head coach, you only want probably a year of saying that like you don't want two or three years of saying, that, especially not four or five. You you don't want that to be the um, the big recruiting pitch because then people are going to start saying, well, if you have all these positions opened all the time, that means you're not recruiting well enough. That's what, that means. I'm just going to get buried. Like I'm going to get there. I'm going to get on campus, and if and like if you depending on what position, if you're a cornerback, big deal. But if you're a quarterback, if you're a running back, if you're an offensive lineman, I mean, it's a little different. It's a little different because, you know, you got to have, as an offensive lineman, you got to have some, some guys next to you that know what they're doing, that have the talent level to pull you out of a bad situation, or else you're going to look, it doesn't matter if you're a four star, you're going to look like shit. If you're a four star guard, and you're starting at Arizona, you're a four-star left guard at Arizona, right? Freshman, you boom, you walk in the place, you you're the best talent on the line, you get the starting position, right? You gotta hope, you gotta hope that your left tackle that's on your left side and your center that's on your right side is 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 good. That because that's gonna make you even look even better. It's Offensive line isn't an individual game. It's it's a team game. That's a team. That's the line, man. You you know, yeah, you can have some highlights, some pancakes, but uh you're gonna get some waffles if you don't you don't uh have guys next to you. And so that's important. So in and, and quarterback, I mean you gotta have an offensive line in front of you. If you got a porous offensive line and you're a you're a um you know six five, two twenty uh Uh, quarterback that's that's just stiff in the pocket and a pocket pocket passer you know you gotta hope that that offensive line is gonna is gonna make you know give you the money make you get your money i mean you know you want them blocking you want them doing the best for you so that you can do your best running back wants that offensive line to be the best they can be wide receivers they want that quarterback to be the best thing he can be so that he can throw that ball to them and give that ball and get and feed them and feed them numbers. It's, it's all a feeding game. You know, you scratch, you scratch my back. I'll scratch yours in football. And if you don't have the talent level to begin with, and then if you're not getting the talent level quick enough, your program is going to sink. And we've seen it all too often with uh, Rich Rodriguez. Um, well, Stoops too. Stoops started to sink. Uh, Rich Rodriguez. Sumlin. It, it, it all just goes and it's, it's almost like an avalanche. You see a little pebble coming down the mountain. And before, before you know it, that pebble turns into a huge, huge snowball. And it just collects and it collects and it gets bigger and bigger and harder and harder to stop. And that's the problem. So you got back to Jed Fish. Um, you know, Fish, he hasn't really shown a recruiting onus right now. Now, what he has shown me, though, is that he's really interested in these uh, local kids. But that thing for him is, is, is it's, it's not because they're part of the big recruiting picture as far as that he wants, talent level-wise. It's the fact that it looks good to the fans, the optics part of it. That scares me a little bit. Because unless you're pulling the top-level guys out of the top-level programs, it doesn't matter because you got to keep up with the Utahs, you got to keep up with the USC's and the UCLA's and the ASUs. You those are who you got to keep up with. You know, just to just to start off with so how are you keeping up with those guys when your recruiting level and you're, you're, you're dipping into the lower of the recruiting level? That, that, your talent isn't good enough to keep you honest, to keep you up. So when I look at Arizona, I look at the, the recruiting. That's the first thing I look at. That's all I have to look at, really. Because if you don't have that, if you don't have the talent coming in, whether it's JC, whether it's, you know, regular high school senior that that graduated and's coming in. If you don't have that, you're falling back every year. You're not getting stronger. That means you have to rely on player development. Now, it's too soon to know if Jed Fish and his staff can get some player development going. Way too soon. But you hope. I mean, you just sit there and hope because they don't have good enough talent coming in. So... That's something to think about. Um, that worries me. It doesn't mean that it's 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 tr- it's it's not trending down right now, but I don't see it going up either. So are we just recruiting for optics? Are we recruiting, are we really looking over these player evaluations and are we really saying and not just using our connections to get, you know, someone who we know who was an NFL uh you know <laughs> in the NFL and that we're, we're grabbing his son because it's cool because it's a name and it's going to make us cool. No, we want to win. That's, that's what we want. It doesn't matter if the player can't play and it doesn't matter if he has his name of his dad. We don't care about that. We want, we want a player in there. We want winners. Okay. We want team players. That's, that's what we want. We want to build a winning program. So that's something I'm looking at Jed Fish. And and other than his lies about the open competition, which was a bunch of bullshit, because he had cruised set to start. It it was cruise and plumber from day one, and you knew it after the first practice. Cause you looked at the first practice and he played the game and kind of mixed around the reps a little bit. When you when you first see the, you know, when you first step into practice and you see the um drills being thrown back and forth and stuff like that you know everyone all the quarterbacks are participating in the participating in the drills so you, in the drills so you know that okay cool you know we got it we i see i see what's going on but then when they separate and go to 7 7 versus 7s and then um, you know scrimmages it's that's when you know who the, who's who and from day 1 uh, Cruz and Plummer We're getting the most reps now. From what I understand, Plummer was the number one to to start with um, in the first week, and Cruz was the second. And since the second week, um, Cruz has flip flopped, and he's now number one. How? (laughs) So, so I'm going to start there. So I'm going to do a quick, um, you know, looking at and telling you know about what I think about the football team. So. You know, um, special teams is hard to get a gauge on right now because you got you you watch them kick, but they're kicking. They're just they're really messing around. They're not taking it serious right now. uh, For with the kicking and the punting, they're not as serious as they are with um, with their formations and uh, kickoffs. You know, return teams and all that field goal teams. That's these are the things that they're working on really hard. Um, which which is completely understandable because you're going to have outside of the thing, you can always have contracted coaches that are around the kickers and the punters at all times. So they can go off-site somewhere and, and, and just work out. It's not against NCAA regulations and rules. So that to, to get kickers and punters up to speed with their legs, is, is easier than than the other stuff. So so that's understandable. So it's it's really hard to get a a lock on it. Um Haverick, uh for me is your starting kicker and I don't see anybody taking him out. I've seen I've seen Loop uh, make some good kicks. He's got the he's got the leg. Accuracy's a little little on the wild side just like Haver Lucas. Um but um those guys, you know, they got some work to do for sure. Um, punting, I, I didn't really see him punt too much, so it's, it's hard for me to say anything on that. Um, quarterbacks. Uh, quarterbacks, as you all know of on Twitter, I'm, I'm very disappointed in the level of the quarterback play. Um, Cruz, just to start with him, is a... Uh, Six six he looks he looks way more six four than six five. Uh probably two twenty. Um he he has a decent arm. Uh he overshoots a lot. He doesn't have a lot of accuracy outside of uh ten yards. Um you know he he has a wind up, he doesn't have a quick release which is a problem, and a lot of times I saw him hold on the ball too long. Those things can be worked at, but in all honesty, looking at Cruz, he's not your top-level Pac-12, Power 5 starting quarterback. It's just, you're kind of like, okay... um, yeah, so he'd be nice as like a backup at Utah State or, you know, maybe a third string at Boise. But a first string and a power five team, eh, no, it's not good enough. So that's a problem. And, you know, Fish doesn't care. He's going to that's what he has. He thinks he has to work with. That's what he's going to do. Um, Plummer's terrible. He really is. He's 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 just terrible. He's he's barely six foot tall. He can't see over the line. And when they have him, when they have him go and do the bootlegs, and when they have his back to the defense, when he comes back around, he can't see anything. So he has to roll out. So his big thing is he's Mister Hurry Up Everything. Everything's Hurry Up with him because he he doesn't have any patience. Once he sees that pocket, which he thinks collapse. He's on the run, kind of like Tate, except he's not even close to Tate in talent-wise. Not even arm strength, running, not, not even near Tate. <laughs> so, so what you're doing is you're basically wasting your time. I honestly think that Will Plummer should uh, transfer and go play somewhere at a smaller school. And that's not a knock. It's just I think he would be a really good quarterback uh, in a smaller school. I think he's wasting his time at Arizona. It's just my opinion. Um, And then you know, Moore is not even close to serviceable. But (laughs) you know, I guess I guess Fish thinks he is because he'll end up being number three. McLeod coming on. Doyle's gone. Um, Ashworth's gone. Fitz is gone. Um, When you look at uh, McLeod, I mean, the guy has a weak arm he runs but i mean where have we seen that before weak arm that runs uh let's see hold on bj danker um yeah and that was bad <laughs> it was it hurt me to watch bj danker throw a pass i mean it just like hurt i cringed but uh yeah you know he he all he did was you know scoot scoot around and run and throw the little 5 yard outs and You know, hope that his ride receivers are doing everything. Well, you know, McLeod is gonna come in and he's gonna have a weaker O line and he's gonna have to sit there and go, Okay, I'm gonna have to run. He's not gonna know enough of the offense. But I guarantee you, I will guarantee you this by 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 game by the beginning of Pac twelve season, by game four, McLeod should be number two, if not number one. I'll say number two, though. That's where I'm going. Should be number two. Um, and that's so that's that with the so the quarterback play is terrible. I mean, it's 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 absolutely terrible. Um, you hope it gets better. Running backs uh saw some good things out of the running backs. Yeah, everyone's talking about Stevie Rocker and yeah, he's he's done some done some good things. But um you know, uh in the whole thing it, right now i th- i would say that they're they're good they're a good group but there's a there's a huge difference between number 1 and 2 a real huge difference and it's not just because of of the you know like drake anderson basically is your guy that you can run You can run in the slot. You can can run from any situation in the backfield. The the guy is talented. He's quick. He maneuvers. He's small, but he makes things happen with his feet. I mean, he just does it. And his hands. He's got really good hands, and he runs real well. His, His routes outside are just nice. So crisp as hell. He gets there. He gets his body there, and he's an easy target. So Drake Anderson is is there, but between Drake Anderson and your you know Wiley Smith, John, between that it's 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 a it's very disparaging. You know they're not up to speed yet, and they might get there. Who knows? But we'll see. It's all on the offensive line at that point. Jalen John, I saw a couple good things out of and Rocker. Smith. Bam Smith just came back. So there's that, you know, but you're definitely looking for more for sure, all right. And then you got the offensive line, which um, you know they're they're definitely serviceable. There's some things going on there, um, but you know, for the most part, you know that they're going to be okay when when everything starts, um, and 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 maybe not to the level of that you need them by BYU. But I think these guys are going to learn real quick that after the BYU game, they're going to have to pick up the pace. I don't like Donovan Lay at left guard. I think it's a stupid move. I don't know why people keep moving him there. He's a tackle. He should be left tackle, and that's it. But people keep messing with it. But all in all, the offensive line is kind of weak right now. And that's okay. It's a it's a new group, and it's expected. Um, tight ends. I mean, they're your most one of your most exciting groups. Um, most exciting for me, other than, than watching Drake Anderson as a running back. But I mean, um, your tight ends are are solid. I mean, the route running, the jumbo sets, the two tight T jumbo sets. Um, it, it, there's just a lot of good movement and a lot of good good stuff with them. Uh, it's just too bad they don't have good quarterbacks to get them the ball. And you know, they're going to be probably used so many times because they're the easier the they're the mismatches and they're easier for the smaller quarterbacks or or even crews to see over the middle because you know, there you got you got your six five guy coming over the middle and he's he's got a little five ten guy on him. You know, there's your mismatch, there's your easy pass and your easy money. You know, the things I've seen seen from Stacy Marshall, as you all know, um, when I when I saw Stacy Marshall's film when he when he was recruited, um immediately I'm like that that's an NFL caliber player. He really is. And I'm I'm saying from his just his potential is is so high, his ceiling is so high it 's higher than walma 's it 's higher than any other tight end on the team and Stacy Marshall has to be the outlet, the outlet i mean stacy Stacy Marshall, you get the ball in his hands he 's going to make things happen for you good blocker, good receiver Walma can block. I saw some good stuff out of out of Walma with the receiving. Um, there's a lot of good things out of out of out of that tight end group. That's going to be really exciting for for us uh, Arizona football diehards to watch because we've been dying for this for years, you know. Um, so I mean, I also saw some things out of Zach Williams. I think Zach Williams he's one of the he's one of the smaller tight ends. But what I like about Zach is he's got really really soft hands. I mean, this guy is like. You can get the ball within if you can get the ball within three yards, four yards radius of him, he's gonna come down with it. And he's 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 not lightning fast, but he runs good routes. I think he's another guy to keep your eye on. I, I really like what I've seen from him. So there you have, and then wide receivers. Um, you know, Jalen Johnson when I was there had some good stuff. Booby Carey made a good catch. Brian Castile was just getting hot. Uh, Jamari Joyner is kind of like in this limbo thing right now, where he's he's on what I ca- call a bubble, and he's got the potential to go above that bubble and bounce off that bubble, but he's also got a potential to go lower. And but he's got to make that decision of what what direction he's going to go. I'm hoping he jumps. Tavian Cunningham saw some good stuff by him. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of lot of. Barry Hill had is has been having a good spring and so they're 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 working them out I think Cummings is really doing a good job with them and they're 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 getting there uh slowly but surely so that's what you have with the offense uh defense um I I I like some of the stuff that I saw they're very very uh aggressive um they run they get to the ball quickly as quick as they can but then again that that also <coughs> excuse me uh causes mistakes so there's some mistakes being made overruns and stuff like that um uh but for the most part defensive line i mean bars i think has been pretty good shand has had some good practices um you know, I Mason just came back. Solonga's had a really solid spring so far. I, I like what I've seen out of him. When he was recruited, I was excited about him. He had a little shuffle step. Uh, and I saw him use some of it uh, in one of the practices, so it's good. Black, Blackwell's been hurt. <coughs> he should come back. Um, Jalen Harris has been used. Uh, <coughs> excuse me on the line and he's also been used um at the end. So, um he's done okay. Nothing nothing too big, but um you know, not bad. JB Brown ha- has had some good stuff. And then we jump o- over to the um the linebackers. Now, the linebackers I've been tough on. Um and the reasoning there <coughs> is because you know, it, it you you got a lot of guys that are some Excuse me, geez, I, I think I got a frog in my throat or something. Okay, hopefully that's better. Um, but you know, Pandy's had some good stuff, but I've seen a lot of bad stuff out of Pandy. So they're they're trying to get him out of that thing. Um, I think I saw some good things out of uh, was it Morning? Um, but they're the guys that you 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 know, those inside linebackers <coughs> they got a real tough um real tough job there and they're gonna be taxed. Um Jason Harris is kinda bailed on the outside. He's he's too he's a lot real tall and I, I remember talking to a couple guys and they said what what's the problem with tall guys on the outside on the ends? I mean and if they're tall and skinny built like a like a basketball player, not like Shaq, but built like, you know, Tall and skinny basketball player. a um, problem with that is the center of gravity. You always look at the center of gravity because when you're coming up and you got a you know a, a six, six you know three forty or three twenty tackle on that on that edge and you're you know six seven two forty, you're not generating a lot of torque. Your 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 upper body can't get that. Things. So you got to be really quick with it, good with your hands. You have to have real strong hands and get on that outside and move through. Um, and I just don't see that with Jason Harris. He needs a lot of work on that line. I, I'm, you know, uh, Dzinski's working with him. Uh, that's a project though. Um, Rourke Freeberg, I got a shout out to him because I saw some good plays from him. He's a walk on. You no, know, he's trying his hardest to make this team and boy you can't you, you say what you want about Rourke Freeberg, but the dude's got a uh, heart of a lion, man. He he is definitely has a lot of courage. That's a good thing to build around, you know. So that's what you got with your uh your linebackers. But your your line and your linebackers really right now aren't at, definitely aren't at the speed they need to go get at. But they're, 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 they're getting there, but it's a slow process. It's real slow. Um, so that's what you got there. You, now you got, let's go to the corners. Now the corners are easy to talk about for me because I saw a lot on the defense alone, the best plays I saw were at the corner position. Um, you know. And Christian Roland Wallace is just absolutely on another level right now. He's, he's playing like a madman. He's just, he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder and he wants everybody to know it. And I'm telling you, when you watch him play, there's no way you could just walk away without saying that guy's giving 120% on that field at all times. And he's doing really well. He's, he's freaking, like, gee, he's an Island out there and he's just, just playing very well. Um, you know, on the other side, Isaiah Rutherford. <clears throat> First couple practices, I wasn't very, uh, you know, I was, I, w- I wasn't too impressed. But then he started; he's starting to get in a little bit better and into his rhythm. <clears> He'll <throat> be good on that other side. Um, you know, your Barnes and your Hausman's will be good enough for the backups, and and that's what you got there. Um, that Stukes kid is trying real hard too. The walk on from Millennium H- High School he's trying really hard so he's out there he's out there balling but you know they they they're doing well that group uh safety's a little bit different uh, I, I i i really think the safeties are going to be a big concern um, i'm hoping they aren't but uh, it just looks like they're kind of taking a long time to get to get all together what i've seen out of uh, gunner maldonado um you know i i just you know it's eh. christian young's been more used as a viper and he's going to be covering the tight ends and doing doing different packages as a viper i think at some point they'll move him out to safety um if but we'll see but a christian young is definitely has the talent to do it it's the mental side of it that I worry about, Christian Young. I'm not calling him dumb. I'm just saying, he's he's got so much that he has to think about. When you're that viper is a very very big position, and it's a lot of mental stuff that he has to think about. So I worry about him about that. Gunnar Maldonado didn't see a lot. Uh, Jackson Turner had some good plays. Is some good stuff. Ready Short is ready Short. I love the kid, but sometimes he just he just isn't you know giving you a hundred percent or he's not not just the most talented guy on the field and the Jaden young i got a shout out to him man that 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 uh centennial high school kid the walk-on he's been playing his tail off and he moves around he's not the most talented kid but he knows where to get his body over to the ball he he's he what he, he, he sees the ball really well so I'm really hoping that he stays in the in the thick of things. He's he's a good kid. I mean, he looks like he really listens to instruction. He's out there doing a lot of things. So, that's the team in a nutshell that I looked at. I'm really disappointed at the level of play. Yes, it's spring. Yes, it's early, but you know, come on, chief, give him a chance. Well, you know, yeah, but I mean, when the when you come out there and you're going to practices on your own time, you know, I don't get paid for it. And I'm coming out there, and I enjoy being around football. I love football, as you all know. But when I'm out there, and I'm watching this quarterback play, and just you're you're looking at the wide receivers looking at each other like, the ball's not coming out quick enough. What the hell's going on? You know, um, it's embarrassing. And why they didn't try out all the quarterbacks is beyond me, but that's a fish thing. So, you know. Other than that, uh, I haven't been to practices in a in a week now or two, and I just I, I don't have the heart right now. <laughs> I just don't want to waste my time. I got a lot of things going on in my life, and you know, going to practices aren't one of them right now, and that's just the way it is. Um, and I'm just disheartened by the whole quarterback situation. So uh, maybe I'll get back to. To old chief at some point we'll see but um right now that's what i got on the team on basketball on the different programs in the arizona athletics and i uh, hope you enjoyed it it's my birthday I'm a year older yay um and uh i i you know we'll give it some talk and uh i hope you all have a good day i hope that you've enjoyed this podcast this chief circle Uh, spring preview, and uh, y'all have a really good night, and I'll talk to you soon.